John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hi, everyone. It's me, Edward Allen Peterson. Well, hi, Ed. I'm John. John Kiltica. Great. How's my level? Pro. Impeccable. Your distance, yeah. your delivery yeah. was super consistent. I love it. I get feedback from my good friend John Kiltaka that my levels are all fucked up, that I have modulation issues or something. <laughs> Old modulation Ed. Yeah, so I'm trying to be cool. Hey, John. Yeah. This is the High Gain Podcast. It is. We talk about guitars. We do. We talk about amps. Yes. We talk about vintage automobiles. Do we? Yeah. It's Car Week here at the High Gain Central. I don't know anything about cars. Sure you do. You've been posting about them all week on the High Gain Instagram. Yeah, that's been me making all those posts. Yeah, like there was a Ferrari. Yeah. I think Monday was a Ferrari. What was Tuesday? Tuesday was like a Porsche from our friends Walt Grace at Walt Grace Vintage in Miami, Florida. Oh. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Ed was down in Florida and went to a guitar guitar store that also has cars. Yeah, it was very chocolate and peanut butter for me. Do I like cool, high-end vintage cars? Yeah, that's cool. Do I like vintage guitars? Yes, I think we've established I'm into those. Yeah. This is like my chocolate and peanut butter. Do you know how much they use the guitars as deal sweeteners? Yeah. Like some dude walks in and buys a $350,000 Ferrari. Right. And he says, I'll take it, but can you throw in that guitar? I've been in a store and bought a $1,000 guitar and been given a t-shirt. On the scale, right, that seems about the same, right? Like, oh, it's a $25 uh-huh, t-shirt uh-huh. on a $1,000 Yeah, guitar. as a percentage like, of the purchase? Yeah, maybe. There was a Corvette, uh-huh. and there was a matching guitar in the Corvette. Car pairing. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. 
That guitar is so sick, John. Yes, we are going to be talking about a Norlin-era Gibson guitar. Oh my god. This is the Gibson Futura. There is a lot of confusion swirling around this thing. Can I ask if my confusion is the confusion that's swirling? Yes. This feels like it should have been designed in 1958 with the modern Flying V, but it wasn't, right? It was not. Okay. It was Norlin era. In fact, towards the end of the Norlin era, their race to the bottom yeah. was nearly complete. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Ed. Beverages. I forgot about that. I've been gone so long, I forgot we have beverages. Yeah, before we jump into this Gibson Futura, mm-hmm. what important hydration elements have you brought to this game? Black coffee from upstairs at John's house. That provides the energy. Yes, and I combine that with a cool little hip flask bottle of juice. Apple, lemon, lime, a little bit of spinach just to keep the fiber levels up. And a ton of ginger. So it's a spicy meatball over here. You want to try it? No. You hate my juice game. The color. It's a caterpillar guts. Yeah, there is more green in this than you like. Well, I also have coffee on account of the energy. And I went fruity also with our good friend Jaritos. Oh, Jaritos. Yeah, pineapple. Naturally Uh flavored soda. I also went to Little Havana. Oh, yeah? I got a hot towel shave, John. Oh my God, it was amazing. Dude didn't speak English and I don't really speak Spanish. So he like pointed at my head and I went, yes. And he pointed at my face and I nodded and he put a scowling hot towel on my head. And I thought I had been shaved before, but until you have a first generation Cuban gentleman smoking a cigar, straight edge shaving your face, you have not had a shave. Wow. It was awesome. Banner day. (laughs) It was great. What color is that guitar? This color is known as ultraviolet. (laughs) Oh. Yes. We got to jump right into this, Ed. Yeah. This particular model I am holding is from 1983. What year were the breadwinners? Late 70s, I think. Yeah, I think so. It's got breadwinner energy. What this is. Yeah. Two humbuckers. Yep. Two volumes, a tone, yep. and a pickup selector switch. Okay. Hardtail, gold yeah. hardware. We're going to get lost if I don't start more at the beginning. Sure, okay. The year was 1957, Ed. Okay. You're familiar with the story about how Gibson was designing what they were going to release as their futuristic line. The Flying V. Yep, Explorer, the Modern, which Uh they didn't release. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the Explorer. They did release the Explorer, but if you take the width of the guitar, like at the hips, it goes in and just shrink it. So it's skinnier. Right. And the proportion of the horn is different. It's more elongated, yeah. Yeah. And skinnier. That was the original design, and the working title of that guitar was the Futura. Yep. They prototyped about five of them. Yeah. 
I think only three are still known to exist. Huh. They didn't release the Futura as designed. Instead, they modified that design, make it wider, change yep. the proportions, and that was what became the Explorer. Right. No end of Gibsons have that problem where headstocks snap off. The original Futura design that looks like the Explorer looks like you could just as likely snap it at the waist. It's so thin. It's pretty skinny. Okay, keep going. It had the split headstock. Yeah. And they carried that into the Explorer when it came out, but it didn't last very long. Some people call that on the Explorer transitional. Mm. Yeah. So that was released in 1958 and the Futura was never heard from again. Okay. In 1959, mm-hmm. the Explorer was even discontinued. It did abysmally. So dumb. People in the 50s were not ready for this. No, I don't think Conservative so. Conservative dummies. Yeah, all eisenhower You know, planning on how we can take over Cuba and turn it into a capitalist pigsty. You know? <laughs> Bay of Pigsty? Exactly. <laughs> By now you might be wondering, mm-hmm. what does the Explorer have to do with this Futura I'm holding? Because this Futura is weird shaped. Yeah. You can just leap forward in time now. We're not in 1959 okay. anymore. No. We're in 82. Okay. There's a guy, his name is Chuck Burge. Old Chuck? Yeah. Oh, no. We lost Chuck in 2009. Oh. He was one of the R&D guys at Gibson. Has his name ever come up before? It has not. I do not know of a Chuck Burge. Do you know the Gibson Victory Base? He designed that. Am I thinking like grabber kind of thing? Yeah, similar. Chuck Burge designs what's called the Corvus. That's a bad name. It's Latin. It means crow. It's a bad name. That is what shape this guitar is. This mm. is a Corvus-shaped guitar. Okay. 82. 82. It's got a V cut into the back end of it. It's supposed to be the profile of a crow in flight. Oh. The wings are going down. It looks really bad. I wonder if anyone has painted a Corvus guitar. With a crow? I did see lots of Photoshop of it. Really? People explaining it and Photoshopping on so you could understand. Yeah. So why is it shaped like this at all? (laughs) My man, what was his name? Ron Burgundy? Yeah. Ron Burgundy had a real crow boner. (laughs) Right? It didn't start out to be a crow. (laughs) It was the 80s. Yeah. And here's what Chuck Burge was thinking. Okay. See this headstock? Yeah. Get rid of that. And this part down here where that V is cut into the body, that's where your tuning machines would... Oh. This was supposed to be a headless guitar. Okay. He designed it that way, and he sent it to the cats down in Nashville. The completion of the move from Kalamazoo, Michigan to Nashville had not happened, so there were people in both places. Okay. It got down to the marketing dudes, and they were like, fuck that, we're not doing that. Yeah. And they designed the headstock. How would you describe this headstock, Ed? It's six on a side. Yes. It looks kind of metally 80s. The headstock kind of droops down a little bit. Yep. Within Gibson. At the time, there were those that called this the limp dick headstock. <laughs> well, I mean, you give me this or that 12-string fender, uh-huh. I'll take this thing any day. <laughs> any day. This is far less limp dick evocative than the... Electric 12. Electric 12, yeah. yeah. The Corvus came in three flavors. Okay. One, two, and three. One was one pickup, two was two, three was three single coils. 
Oh. The base color was silver. You could get other colors, seven other colors or so. Whoa. Inexplicably, they take that Corvus, which was a bolt-on rosewood neck with those pickups and all of that. Oh. And they upgrade it. Yeah. Neck through. Right. Ebony fretboard on it. Love it. They make it super fancy, and they make it only available in black, white, and ultraviolet. Mm. The fancy Corvus. Well, let's just call it the Futura then. Sure. And that's what they did. Why? No idea. The shape of this guitar bears no resemblance to that original right. prototype Futura sure. design of 1957. Sure. They must have really liked the name. The weird thing is, I knew the name of this was the Futura. And I knew that there was a Futura model from 58. So maybe I just combined them in my head to think this was designed at the time. Maybe that's the weird connecting I did. It's weird too because. Gibson would release SGs, Les Pauls, as part of a Futura series. Yeah. What is it with them and that name? You just end up confusing people. I'm not so confused. I look at this and I'm like, oh, it's a Corvus. <laughs> and then you look at the headstock and it says Futura. I guess I just have no recollection at all of the Corvus model. I've never heard the name Corvus before today. It has never registered Blocked with me. it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was meant to renew interest in Gibson guitars. I guess it didn't really work because in 1984, they discontinued them. The Futura and the, and the three Corvuses. Yeah. I suppose you could think of this Futura as a Corvus 4. This is maybe the most beat-up guitar we've done. Lots of nicks and scratches and clearly has been put on stands that let the ass end hit the ground a lot. Yeah. But I would say in all the right ways. I would say so, buckle too. Buckle rash on the back. Yeah. And not cracked or damaged or anything. The thing's been played a lot. Yeah. It came with two Bill Lawrence pickups in this okay. case. As was common at the time, you take out the bridge and put in something hotter. This is probably some sort of DiMarzio. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah, I do. All right. I'll put everything in the middle. Okay. You got some 1981 on. Should I turn it off? Yeah. If I go to the neck. Yeah. And I'll roll the tone down. I'll bet if I put on some Chase Bliss preamp. Give me a little jazz. Oh, you like that jazzy stuff, I do, don't you? I do. Built for jazz, oh, this yeah, guitar. That, yeah, built for it's jazz. It's the gold hardware. Yeah. If I go down to the bridge and crank that treble. Yeah. This is clean. This is no yeah. effects at all. No effects. Just an open G chord. Yep. Love it. 
And then back to the middle, back where we began this adventure. Vangelis vibes. R.I.P. We lost Vangelis just like within the last month or so? Or a couple weeks. Ultraviolet is not a color that humans register on a color spectrum. Plum, maybe? Plum color? There you go, yeah. It's a muted, purpley, violety plum. Thunder Road Guitars? Yes. ThunderRoadGuitars.com? Dot com, yes. Yeah. I go on that webpage. I like to do that every day or two. Yeah. See the pictures that your buddy John takes? Oh my gosh, I love them. And this one hit the site, and I was like, John, we gotta do that. I love it. I really like breadwinners. I really like those non-conformist weirdo shapes a lot. And this thing is cool. In the pantheon of Corvus-shaped stuff, the yeah. three Corvi and this Futura, this Futura would be the one to get because neck through, not bolt-on. Yep. Ebony fretboard. Yep. It's got a three-ply pick guard as opposed to a single ply. And on all the three Corvi, the output jack is on the pickguard, right. as opposed to drilled into the side of the body like on this Futura. And the gold hardware. Gold hardware on a black guitar is garish and disgusting, and I hate it. Gold hardware on this plum thing, I kind of love it. And you can see on the tuning machines, sweat or something has worn it down to a dull patina. I love it. They only made this thing for a couple years. Yeah, then they discontinued in 1984. Okay. I think it might have had something to do with the general outlook for Gibson. Okay. Because also in, in 1984, Norlin is sucking wind. They have breached the bottom and they're going under. Okay. They put Gibson up for sale. And the prospects were so dim, nobody wanted to buy it. For yeah. two years, they couldn't get anybody to touch it. And then in 1986. What did Henry pay for that thing? $15 million. Would you like to guess, Ed? Oof. How much that is in today dollars? I'm going to say it's like $108 million. You're way over. Oof. Today's equivalent would be $40 million. Oh, God. Is that the plants, the factories, the name? I think he bought the, the whole damn thing. For $40 million. That's crazy. After two years of it sitting, you can imagine that he was maybe in a better position. To negotiate, yeah. But still, that feels like nothing. Just name recognition alone. I think the industry was just going through so many upheavals. This is when Fender was making their stuff in Japan. In yeah. 1996, Gibson releases a 1957 Futura Carina reissue. That's the Explorer-style Carina. Yeah. Right. Which is funny because it's a reissue of something that was never put into production. You know, let's sure. reissue that thing we never made. Yeah. So there are two guitar shapes called the Futura, at least. At least. At least, yeah. yeah. One of them bears resemblance to the original design. Right. One of them clearly does <laughs> not. Can we play that dollar game again? Okay. Let's go baseline. 
1982 dollars. Oh. What are you paying for a Corvus, Ed? $659. You are paying $319. If my math holds from the 40 million thing, isn't that a $600, $700 guitar? It's $925 in today dollars. A cheap guitar. Right. What's the differential? So if you want to, in 1982 dollars, buy... The top of the line. The top of the line Corvus, which is called a Futura. Right. Right. <laughs> right. What are you paying for that? What was it? Three something? The baseline Corvus was yeah. 319. So to get yourself a Corvus Deluxe, also known as Futura. Right. What are you paying? 549. That's not bad. Yeah. 699. So that's over two grand. A tad bit over two. Okay. So if somebody is like, oh, I'm going to collect me some Corvid action, don't bother <laughs> with the Corvi. Just yeah. go for the Futura because the features are better, if nothing else. Yeah. It does spank, doesn't it? I left stuff on again, Ed. Sure. The tone on that is just very even. Sounds great. That thing rings. The shape isn't really my deal, but the sound... We got to find a cool 80s car in this kind of plum color. Because it's car week here at the high game. What about Le Car? Is that kind of like the thing? Remember the yeah, thing? Yeah, except the Le Car was small Frenchy style. I like a nice small Frenchy style. That's a nice chord. JFK? Yes. That guy? He loves himself some stabby guitar. I love the stabby guitar. I love you loving the stabby guitar. Yeah, it's not your thing. The nice thing with John and Ed when we do occasionally play guitar together, I tend to be the more ambienty, ringy guy. Doing a nice pad layer, because I also can't move my hand very much, you know? My <laughs> fingers don't like to move into different <laughs> chord shapes. So I just hit one thing and then John stabs around it. Yeah, stab it till it goes away. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's super fun. When you look at it from this angle that I'm looking at right now. I've got it lying down on my lap, yes. Yeah, I see the bottom of the guitar. It's so much thinner at the back end than the front end. It's got to be twice as thick at the front than the back. I think the reason it's thinner at the ass end of it is because originally there were going to be tuning machines there. <laughs> it would have had to be thin enough to get the tuning machines through it. Sure. I think you like this, don't you, Ed? I really, really, really like it. I'm going to see if I can do some Ed. Oh, okay.
that's pretty Ed guitar style. It's not like we have bits per se, right? Like bits to this show. We have carefully considered, lovingly crafted, precisely calibrated segments. As well as a couple of bits, like <laughs> the dong, you know? You got to rip out a dong every once yeah, in yeah, a while. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> Does anyone play this thing? Because I was immediately going like, oh man, this is a flock of seagulls guitar. Who hit the stage with this thing? No one? Tim Kasher of Cursive. Very on brand with the dude who's just playing it for irony's sake. Mike Cooley of the Drive-By Truckers. Oh. Cursive, Drive-By Truckers. Digging it because it's weird which is exactly why I like it. Well, you could dig it because it's weird, but it's nice to know that you're going to get something that plays really well. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, I love it. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Fire tonight. I probably know the answer to this, yeah. Ed, after yeah. all we've discussed yeah. with this Corvus that's not called Corvus. Futura. Futura. Yeah. Buy or deny, Ed. Totally buy. I would probably like a Corvus, but this thing, just the color, everything about this thing, it's all beat up. I think it's not just a buy. I think I might actually buy this guitar. Wow. Yeah, well, like... viewers, you're going to need to stay tuned for that. Yeah. The beat-up, ultraviolet, neck-through, ebony, fingerboard, Corvus-called Futura Gibson yeah. guitar from the end times of the Norlin era. I have a huge sweet spot for stupid Norlin guitars. I don't own a Sonics anymore. I don't own a The Paul. All of those guitars are stupid, and I love them. This is right there on the stupid and I love it spectrum. Well, I don't hate it. Okay. More to the point would just be, it's not my thing. Sure. The shape. But I have zero problems with how this thing sounds. But you're straight up a deny on this thing, right? Yeah, I'm a deny. It's not yeah. my deal, the shape. For sure. It's dumb. I've got an explorer. Would I need this thing? No. Do I want it? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Stay tuned to find out and watch our Instagram. For car week. Oh, yeah. All those pictures <laughs> I took of cars. Yeah. But also now you have to watch to see if Ed gets himself a new guitar. Oh, tell him what you got, John. Yes. In our endless quest to bring you new and novel content. Yes. We got an Oxbox. Oh my God. That allows us to plug our plethora of amplifiers into it mm -hmm. and model different cabinets and microphone setups, but the core of the sound will be whatever amp we plug into it. Right now it's sitting on top of a vintage silver face champ amp. Yeah. And it is the first time I ever heard that amp on 10. At 10, yeah. Maybe we can actually start talking about amps now. Oh, man. We don't really know anything about amps. We know something about amps. A little bit. Plug stuff in, it makes noise. What tubes are in that champ, John? I don't know. Yeah. We'll put pictures of that. Mm hmm This Futura. Apparently there are currently pictures of cars on Instagram. That's awesome. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You can also go to our website, thehighgain.com. Sure. Or find us on Facebook at The High Gain. Yeah. Shout out to Walt Grace. Hop a flight to Miami. Go to our good friends, our new friends at Walt Grace. There you go. Check it out. Walt Grace. 
Thunder Road Guitars, if you want to buy this, Futura, maybe. ThunderRoadGuitars.com. Yeah. If you want to support what we do because you just love us to death, check out our Patreon page. Our friends over there at the Ruinous Network. Yes, we continue to be part of the Ruinous Network of Music Podcasts. Yeah, they are our corporate overlords. They seem to like us. They keep us in the tall grass. What does that mean? I don't know. We're in our salad days right now. Is that good or bad? I think salad days are good, aren't they? Salad days because you don't have money for meat. The period when one is young and inexperienced. Awesome. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, until next time, Ed. Uh, Okay, then bye. Bye.